Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Agent J to his Agent K, Michael Howard. Michael, just look right here. Just look, look right here. Huh? Hey, who are you? Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic... <laughs> <laughs> you, Got buddy? him. What's up, pal? Uh, not too much. Just, uh, you know, getting ready to uh, storm Area 51. With, yeah. With you all, and, uh, all the brethren, the furries, the cosplayers the naruto, the, the naruto runners everyone yeah um two hundred fifty thousand people said they're gonna storm area 51 to get to get them aliens <laughs> just let me see them aliens though it's not see them aliens it's get them aliens it's which i but you have to you have to see them to get them i suppose yeah um i the 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 conceit of the facebook invite though that i i struggle with is that they can't stop all of us <laughs> It's like, fellers, how much you want to bet they can't stop all of you? I feel like if it was a surprise, if somehow you could get 250,000 people to surprise Area 51, maybe. But to mobilize that many people through social media, I feel like they'd be ready for you. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you you gave up your your greatest advantage, exactly. the element of surprise, you fools. Um, also, in my experience from the documentaries I've seen, I think the only way to gain surprise access to Area 51 is to show up in a fleet of RVs and you're in the back of a truck with a dead alien with you. <laughs> like, I think you need to earn your passage in the documentary Independence Day. So obviously. you need to do like the Jack Bauer route. You need to shoot an alien, cut off his head and bring it to Area 51. I mean, yeah, if you, I would I would say probably. I mean, if you're in a in a bind or like you're you got to travel, if you have to put in the overhead bin, <laughs> then yeah, cut off the head for sure. I think you want to show up with the full guy though. I mean, you can you can show up with the head with the promise for the full guy. If, it's like I've if they let all your friends in. I've got the rest of the boy elsewhere. I got him elsewhere. I just wanted you to know. The rest of the boy is in another one of these RVs, and you can't know until we all get in there and get the other aliens and some of us are cosplaying as aliens so you may not know <laughs> again your only hope is to shoot all of us and according to my facebook invite you can't you can't and because you might shoot the dead alien mm -hmm. and, and then where are you st still i guess well still have a dead alien i feel like i feel <laughs> like it would you go. be it would be very much like every movie where somebody has a gun and our heroes they they surprise the guy with a gun and he like doesn't shoot them for some reason for like right. a good ten seconds until they all then decide to fight in action you know and and they mm -hmm. they'd subdue him. I feel like he would see all of the furries coming because they would be on the front line. I'm assuming. Right, and I mean probably nonstop uncontrollable yiffing each other. Exactly, and they'd be like, because again, I have seen these fools in the wild. They'd so. be like, what the what the hell is happening here? I can't shoot them because I'm confused. Or again, though, they think they're just wild animals and shoot them down like dogs in the <laughs> desert. So that's that's another one. Michael, I feel like this the, this is, though, my big thing. If I learn one thing from the run up to the 2016 election, I think we all know that enemies of this horrible nation of ours use social media to divide and pit both sides of the political aisle against each other misinformation campaigns mm. sending people to like events that russian operatives made up and then created facebook events on opposing sides so people would show up and fight each other like that happened i don't trust this facebook invite as far as i could throw it 
I don't know if it's aliens. I don't know if it's the Ruskies. You think it's a red herring, maybe? Maybe they're false, like... Certainly a false flag. Hey, you should probably bring all of the military to Area 51 because we're going to storm it. Oops, now we're at Fort Knox. Mm-hmm. Got your gold, bitch. Is this Die Hard 6? Yes. That's a great point. We're actually... So, Michael, when everyone else is storming Area 51, you and I are at Area 52 stealing all the gold. <laughs> We're at Area 55 stealing the uh, Futuro house. Um, yeah, that was... You guys sent me that story. I didn't have time to read it today. All I saw is that someone put an actual real-life 1950s house on top of a strip club in Tampa. That's true, yeah. 2001 uh, a t- Tampa Odyssey. Hmm. Okay. Well... Apparently the guy that, was it, obsessed with uh, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. He f- saw this Futuro house thing. And he was like, you know where that would look good? On top of my strip club. On top of my strip club. So, but, I mean, if you've seen Men in Black, you know that that might be an actual alien spaceship. That is, okay, so again, they're storming the wrong place. Exactly. Just waiting. Or they're just waiting for Vincent D'Onofrio to be in an Egger suit and full of cockroaches. If you've ever done any people watching in the Tampa area right around where 2001 is, that's where the aliens are, man. Aliens are already among us. They're already there. You don't need to go to Area 51. That's nothing. Hey, you know what? I don't... Let's not shortchange how crazy and ridiculous Florida is by just saying everyone who does crazy shit in Florida is just an alien. Because that, I think, is shortchanging the natural human insanity that we have evolved into down in our great state of florida no i'm saying that everyone who isn't doing crazy shit down in florida is an alien oh so the normies yeah the normies like the people you see and you're like hey why isn't that guy riding an alligator while shooting a gun into the air you're like fucking alien hmm yeah i mean i guess they have not learned to blend in that's (laughs) foolish well michael what else you got going on for me this week buddy uh i can we just i just want to keep talking about area 51 for a little bit Sure. yeah what you got so when I was younger, when I was in high school, I was obsessed with aliens and I like okay. like X-Files. I I basically was David Duchovny without the FBI badge. Like I want to believe. Right. Um and, I mean you did have the stunning good looks, obviously. Of obviously. Course, well. But I'm also yeah. I'm also Jillian Anderson on top of it because I it was hard for me to believe, but I want to so bad. Yeah. And so we, we've talked about Dana Scully on this show, right? Briefly that of all the people on Earth who should believe and not be a skeptic anymore, <laughs> it's, her. it's probably her. Yeah, probably okay. her. Uh, I met a woman at work the other day. Uh, like someone, came, a vendor came in to present to us, and her name was Diana Scully. I was like, you s- "Your parents are so stupid." <laughs> he fucked up. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. I I was just saying, like, if somebody had told me when I wasn't when we were in high school that I could like be in a group to storm Area Fifty One, I probably would have been all over that. What are you most excited about finding at Area 51? What do you think's out there at this point? I mean, at this point, at this this junction of my life, I don't think there are aliens in there, but I do think there might be some cool shit. Like some cool documents, there might be some cool like spy stuff, maybe some like secret uh like planes that we we didn't end up using for some reason because I don't know, maybe they didn't work right. JFK's but like, body with Elvis's head oh. on it, just walking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe a whole Futurama, just, uh, just everyone's heads, in, okay, in suspended. Obviously, sure, like everyone who's waiting. ever died that was important. And you'd want to just go there to see a whole bunch of 
old old white people's severed heads. I just want to know things that like other people don't. I mean, again, though, you're going to be part of a 250,000 person crew all finding they're going to sack that city like Romans sat like sacking a conquered city. They're just going to pillage that place. You're not no one's going to see anything. They're going to go towards the aliens. I'm going for the paperwork. That's where the important yeah. part is. That I, want, I, I just want the data. documents. I want yeah, you the really, documents. You really are a 35-year-old man. <laughs> just like, yeah, cool aliens, whatever. I just need some bedtime reading. I want to make sure. I want to write the the plot of Interstellar, too. So tell me tell me the next shit. I just I, I need to know what's going down. What do you think is actually in there, though? Like, maybe cool planes. That's fucking it. Maybe. Do you think there's anything at this point? No, everyone has known about it for fucking ever. Like, the fact that people even can, like, put a geotag on their Facebook invite and a satellite photo of it is like, no, there's nothing fucking there. (laughs) Obviously Maybe that's what they want you to think. They want you to think that there wa- that there isn't something there by thinking that there is something there. If there's but there anything is. there, it's all underground. It's just tunnels full of like old World War- old World War Two like meth that they gave to fighter pilots. <laughs> so they just have stockpiled. That's it. It's just like piles and mountains of either radioactive waste or just World War Two meth. Which again, not bad. I would be kind of into that too. But can you imagine two hundred fifty thousand of these people? Furries, anime, Naruto runners, just face deep in 1950s meth. No, I mean, I don't want to. I'm actually trying, actively trying not to now. I will say, worst case scenario is they all get there, 250,000 people of Naruto runners, furries, anime goers. Um, and then there's literally nothing there. <laughs> and then I guess they all just fuck, right? Like, that's Probably, the only yeah. outcome yeah. for, like... You're out in the middle of the desert. No supplies. One has to imagine. Um, Army guys or Air Force guys probably aren't even there. They they packed up their bags. They don't want to see any of those people. Then they just sit there and fuck and die. I, I would assume. <laughs> Have my one of my favorite parts was the map. Uh, the map's pretty good. I did like the multiple maps with like all the ten groups of people storming the front of Area Fifty One, and then gamers sneak in the back. <laughs> Uh, and once again assuming that they do have aliens staying there or alien technology what makes you think to it they can't get all of you that's i think that's what i keep coming back to is like do you really want to bet that they can't get all of you because that's not a bet i want to take if there actually was something there yeah 100 percent. they they could just shoot literally all of you probably wouldn't even have to leave their couch they they have drones michael how many people if you were in this two hundred fifty thousand, a true believer real a real naruto runner just speeding through there again quarter million people at your back (laughs) how many people would have to die around you for you to rethink your approach and maybe turn like turn back and like i'm gonna go get a donut half half full ek okay Fully half of fully half of one person. Like somebody would get shot, and I'd be like, "I'm out." Oh, okay. Half of a single person. No, half of a single person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So as soon as someone, some as soon alien as I hear a gunshot, weapon, I'm gone. <laughs> an alien laser weapon vaporizes the bottom half of a boy, and you're just like, eh, "You know what? Uh, I have better things to do. I, this is a bad idea." This, I was wrong. I never. You know what? I never respond to Facebook events, and this is why. Uh, just laser laser boys. Uh, yeah, I mean. 
you know, you watch these movies where it's just wave after wave of people. And it's like, at some point, nah, though. I just saw that guy get axed, clean his head clean off. And I don't want any, I like where my head is. Yeah, it sounds bad. I don't. And here's, I mean, again, we have all these, I mean, at this point, enough myths to be real. Stories of aliens just probing butts nonstop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why would you actively seek that out? You know, I'm not going to where the aliens are. If if they can be troubled to come find me and get in my butt, fine. They did the groundwork. They earned it. I'm not going and bringing my butt to them. You know? You know what, though? I mean, judging by the people who have signed up for this, mm-hmm. what do you think the chances are that they just are, they just want to see that alien dick, though? I mean, best case scenario, it's an alien dick. Who knows what kind of probes they've got? You might not even get a cool alien dick. It could be anything. But, like, you have to try if it's out there, I think. I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, you got a Captain Kirk it. You got to fuck every alien you can, for sure. But, again, there's just that... I don't know what kind of toys they're bringing to the table. They they never show you Captain Kirk getting just reamed out by just a pneumatic fist, which I'm just, sure all aliens have. Just getting pegged by one of those green women. Yeah, I mean... And they should have included that. There was a very progressive show. You'd think Gene Roddenberry would have shown the real shit mm-hmm. that Captain Kirk, you know, willingly went through and went back for more every week. Yeah, don't don't give me the censored Enterprise, all right? Yeah. Fuck you. I want to know what happens when people stop being nice and start being real. People get on that captain's log, you mm-hmm. know? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Hey, so we were we were talking a little bit earlier about the uh, the spaceship on the on the strip club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How? Hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how to bring this up. You know how when businesses go out of sale, they kind of sell everything, or maybe they're remodeling a fire sale. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, when it, when they redo a stadium, for example, you can get some huh. of the stadium seats. My last bought or my last job, we uh, they wanted to redo it and look like a, a cool, hip, young digital agency. So they got rid of all their old IKEA furniture and got new, cool-looking IKEA furniture, and like completely. But we had to sell all the other desks right. and shit. Yeah. What is the one place you can think of where, at no point in your life or at any dollar amount would you want their furniture arby's what would be your second place oh i i see where strip club strip yeah, 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 club yeah. uh-huh yeah the strip club in ohio the strip club in ohio mm-hmm. one strip club in ohio called scarlet's okay. uh they are offering up their couches free to a good home scarlet seems like an oddly like urbane literary name for a strip club like, i'm assuming it's like scarlet's letter or Scarlet mm. Letter, not Scarlet's Scarlet's, Scarlet's Cabaret. Scarlet's, mm, okay. I'm assuming it, it's for Scarlet, the Scarlet Letter. The listing. Maybe I, I might be making an intellectual leap and in assigning this strip club a little bit, too, uh, giving it too much credit. But Yeah, I feel like it's just more of a, like, Scarlet is, like, red, or like a cabaret. Sure. And I, I'm with you. It kind of has a good, like, a... Like a sexy connotation to it. Like if somebody was like, oh, look at that Scarlet nightgown. Ooh, maybe Scarlet Johansson is there. From the listing, Scarlet's Cabaret on Telegraph and Alexis. 
Former couch dance furniture put out to pasture. Warning. May have stained unknown bodily fluids. Use at your own risk. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Um, I, I feel like you can't even, you like, even burning them at your own risk. Like, that's just years and years of comp. Like, I also hear two, two other places I wouldn't buy accoutrement from. Hotels. Not buying any beds no, at all. No, no thank mattresses you. from there. Nope. Just like those on fire, put them in the middle of the ocean. I don't like create a radioactive radioactive sink zone. I don't care. Um, also, uh, I, something I don't understand is when I see um, rental cars that you can buy. It's like why w- I've seen how everyone treats a rental car. There's no way in hell I would want to buy one. The one those things are road rough and put away wet. <laughs> the one nice thing about about rental cars I can think of though is that you know that they've been maintained at least, and that like. Mm-hmm. They vacuum and wash them on a regular basis. So there's sure. that. Yep. Um, but Strip yeah, couches some... though. The... Also road rough, put away wet, and uh, not cleaned on a regular there's basis. There's some I rough mileage on both of those for sure. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Scarlet's caught fire in June, which is part of the reason they're remodeling on the inside. So there might be some smoke damage. Which yeah. So not only is it reek of just sex stink, it's also fire damaged. I mean, smoke damage. you know, the picture show doesn't it doesn't look like these particular couches are smoke damage. Or, I mean, a fire damage, but there may be definitely some smoke, definitely some smoke. I, you know, I go to a cigar bar one time and I reek of uh, smoke for days, multiple washings. You know, those movies, the, the stoner movies where uh, like a no, I don't watch that sort of film. <laughs> well, just imagine, if you will, a okay. large yep. cache of weed going up in flames and then everyone in the area like beneath gets, area 51 it's really high right mm-hmm. what do you think happens at a strip club when it goes on fire i assume everyone just runs out naked and screaming i'm just saying there's a lot of things in there that are now in the air you have sort of weaponized and aerosolized all all sorts of just nasty business that god meant to keep trapped in that in the walls and the, the carpeted walls and the uh, couches. It's almost and like oops. a Chernobyl situation, I think. It does really uh, unveil the grim realities of humanity, I feel. <laughs> just really like lighting all your sins on fire and just blowing it out into into the world. Uh, I was watching The Office with my dad this weekend because he had never seen it before somehow. Uh, and it, there was the one episode where they're at a, a conference and Michael has a party in the hotel room and he turns on the black light. <laughs> and they just look around the hotel room and they're like, oh, what is that blood or semen? <laughs> Either one is not great. And he goes, oh, I hope it's blood. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you're, you're I assume you're familiar with like carbon sequestration. I am not. What is this? So so it, it's like basically, um, you know, CO2 in the air. Like the idea is that. Pulling it into something like CO2 out of the oh, air into a yes, form yes, that yes. like it'll hold the carbon. Like a carbon capture. And then you don't light it on fire and it doesn't <laughs> release horrible, deadly CO2 back into the atmosphere. That's what those couches were. They were sequestering all the sexual energy and material from these from this place. Yeah. And now this horrible, horrible establishment has decided to unleash and just unsequester all of that horrible sexual energy that has been safely stored almost you know what it's really like the dipshit in ghostbusters who shuts down Mm -hmm. the containment grid and just lets all the ghosts out good job 
It's true. This man, <laughs> this man has, no, has dick. no dick. Uh, yeah, it's like the permafrost, right? As it thaws, it releases all that dead plant material and the carbon monoxide back into the air. Yeah, it was the supposed whole point to be of a strip club couch is to stay in a strip club for eternity, capturing all sorts of evil. And that's fine. Until you, it just has to stay in the strip club. Until you raise it, and then you you cover it in cement, and you start over again. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be though if you if you rebuilt on top of the former site of a strip club? Do you think it would be haunted like in Poltergeist? I mean, it would have a lot of sexual memories for sure. Like it, it just, I'm sure you'd see random specters grinding on things left and right. Uh, creepy old specters wearing cargo shorts and like crocs just sitting there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. drinking a miller light on a tuesday yeah there'd just, be a lot of that just for sure. a weird sound of like platform stilettos on the tile floor yeah it'd be a lot it'd be a, a dj just hanging out a ghostly <laughs> dj <laughs> just you're trying to fall asleep it's like 3 a.m all of a sudden all you can hear is brown sugar <laughs> damn it not again i'm just saying they're there should, in a perfect world, be some sort of Yucca Mountain sort of like vault situation that when it's time to put these things, when they're filled to the brim of sin, <laughs> you can just dump it in this mountain and then lock the doors for 30 million years. And then maybe once the half-life has expired, then you can sell the couch. Then the couch is fine. It's been cleansed. It's fine. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know what the half-life is of bodily fluids, but... It's definitely longer than two weeks or whatever they've. they've it's given not it. even. I, it's not the bottle. It's. I think it's less the bodily fluids, more what grows <laughs> after that, and then also again, just that the haunting energy that you of just old man and actually not just old men, just just terrible man. <laughs> um, there's just a negative energy zone. Again, it's like a horcrux of shit. You can't just break the damn thing. You gotta, you gotta treat it respectfully and put it in a deep dark hole and never look at it again. Somebody's gonna take these couch. I could definitely see a like. It's gonna be a sweet old grandma buying stuff for her like no her Sunday school group. She won't know. No man, it's gonna be like the Pikes. Like some frat is gonna buy these, put them in their basement with their stripper pole. Right, no, they're gonna buy it and then they're gonna put it on Facebook Marketplace and send it, sell it to some unwitting, <laughs> sweet old lady who just wants a couch for her knitting circle. Oh man, so they're laundering. Yeah, they're the laun- they're laundering the couches for That's the strip clubs. That's the worst clubs. part. It's just it's just eBay resellers buying up all these these t- sex couches and selling it to oh, man, unwitting sweet point, old ladies. Like, I can see that it's coming from a strip club, but somebody if somebody takes them, they might sell them down the road. Mm-hmm. And then now, see, now we've got it. In, we've got these couches in circulation. Again, yeah. Now they've broken containment. There's no way to track patient zero at that point. These aren't. You're, yeah. There's no serial numbers on them. We'll never find these again. Again, uh, these should all be shipped to Area 51, put in the tunnels, and just lit on fire. And this is why you don't go to Ohio because you might be sitting on a strip club couch at any time, and you never know. You never. I mean, know. at this point, Michael, it could you could be on one right now. I bought this you chair know, myself from the store, and it doesn't have any cushions. Mm. It's, well, it's that's plastic. You, so you, can, you can just hose that one down. <laughs> it's fine. So what else you got for me, buddy? Oh, I don't know. Um, what do I have? It was a, it was a weird week. Um, it was a weird week. Joe Biden challenging Donald Trump to a push-up contest. I don't want to talk about that um, at all. Michael, speaking of 
I don't know, world conspiracies or <laughs> political thrillers. Um, and, and speaking of illicit trades, Ooh. you know, and just things going where possibly they shouldn't belong. I want to I read, read this novel. This should be a novel. And everyone buckle up. This is breaking fucking like I think that this might just hurt some people's brains because I read it and I never have I read a tweet and then so quickly been. Oh, cool. That's a fun fake story. And then I sent it to you immediately. And then I Googled it to get a different story, like a or see where if, if I could track, track down the, like the link because the tweet I saw didn't have it. Um, and then I found multiple, multiple stories confirming that this was true. Um, so the tweet, which comes from Maggie Korth Baker on Twitter, um, says, I've decided to become a quote, Pepsi still has a secret Navy truther. And that was a quote retweet of you said Pepsi, <laughs> Pepsi, okay. Pepsi, um, you know, famed cola company yeah, and yeah. their secret Navy. <laughs> um, so she retweeted something from Soviet visuals, which said in 1989, the cash cash-strapped Soviet Union paid Pepsi with 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer in exchange for $3 billion worth of Pepsi. This caused Pepsi to briefly become the sixth largest military power in the world before they sold the fleet for scrap recycling. Bullshit. 100% fucking true, my friend. No, I'm saying bullshit that they sold it for scrap recycling. There is no one on the world especially an executive at a cola company who gets 17 submarines a cruiser a frigate and a destroyer and doesn't keep at least one of them at least one secret submarine like oh no sorry it was 16 submarines not 17 sorry like one of those things is in my it's in my yard now it's my man cave this is my new man cave also, it's underwater. It's in the Hudson River, and I, 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 I can kill literally everyone on this planet right now. Because also, it had nukes, so great. Um, it is a Soviet submarine, though. So, mm. so yeah. So again, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, not quite the height of the Cold War, but also not not the height of the Cold War. Uh, so this happened. Was that when so, um, the Berlin Wall came down? Or was that 91? 91 is when it came down, I believe. Something happened in um, 89. Was that when uh, when he said Mr. No, no, because George W. Bush was already president at that point, huh? Let's see what happened in 1989 Cold War. Um, this is essentially the height of the Cold War, <laughs> from what I know. Um, oh, yes. Uh, so it was 1989. Okay. In November this of 1989 when okay. is when the guy... From East Berlin's Communist Party made the very bad mistake by saying that as of midnight, people were free to cross the country's borders. Right. And apparently he was premature on that. And then eventually the full Berlin Wall came down in 91. So, okay. Okay. Good to know. The crazy, the craziest thing about this. So all of everything about the story is, so I found an article in Atlas Obscura. Um, So... This was not the only time that Pepsi was traded Soviet ships in return for Pepsi concentrate. So apparently they weren't allowed to like trade was obviously limited. Uh So they had a a, an agreement where the Soviet Union would trade Stolichnaya vodka in return for Pepsi concentrate syrup. Um, And so this was a three billion dollar agreement. But rather than taking cash all the time. 
Pepsi would take Soviet warships and take the recycling money. So the communist government was buying this capitalist product from its greatest rival and trading its decrepit warships so Pepsi could recycle them. So Pepsi was getting money from the scrap metal. Where? Who? Who? Who is recycling submarines? I mean, I'm sure there's a you take you kick it on down, you get ten cents for for your any you know glass in there, and then you just bring nickel. it in your garbage bag and you dump it in one of those uh, you, those you machines. You just leave it in the bucket at the side of the road, yeah, and you yeah. get ten cents. Um, yeah. So apparently, a Pepsi executive like Donald Kendall, who had like a long involvement with like Nikita Khrushchev and Nixon, um, like he once famously kind of tricked Khrushchev into drinking a Pepsi during a photo op, like. Because he, quote, to Nixon, said, I have to get a Pepsi in Khrushchev's hands. <laughs> so, Oh, my God. This picture from the article you sent me where Nixon is staring very intently at Khrushchev as he's about to drink the Pepsi. Like, holy fuck, he's, he's going to do, do it. it. He's going to fucking he's do gonna it. He's going to fucking drink that Pepsi. So, apparently, Pepsi was... The Pepsi soda, soda was the first capitalistic product available in the USSR, which made Pepsi a pioneer. But the Soviet Union obviously had no money. And Soviet rubles were worthless outside of the country. So they just bartered for Soviet ships. Or so with usually it was Stolignaya vodka. But occasionally, if they were really strapped, they would send them warships. So so Pepsi I was, think in total. So Pepsi was then they were basically the importer of Stolignaya vodka into the United the States. US. Or were they reselling yes. it within Russia? No, they were importing it into the U.S. It was basically a Yankee swap. <laughs> what the hell? How is and this so allowed? I, th- I don't. I mean, apparently Nixon was fucking in on it. And I guess, I mean, so <laughs> apparently in total, I think Pepsi received 30 warships. They had like at one point, <laughs> 10 frigates, 17 submarines, uh, a cruiser, a destroyer, and like another frigate. Um, they also bought new Soviet oil tankers and then leased them out to a Norwegian company. Um and in return, Pepsi was allowed to double the number of plants they had in the Soviet Union. Um, and then, of course, the Berlin Wall came down and the deal was worthless. And Pepsi lost a ton of money. And then Coke became the most popular soda in, in Russia. So, yeah, it looks like they were they were they were doing the stole the stole vodka until yeah. uh, there was an American boycott of Stoli. And so yep. then they were like, you need to give us something else because no one wants this vodka. And Soviets were like, well, submarines? I guess. I guess. And and le- like, let's be very honest. To, to circle back to the, the most important part of this story. There is no fucking way on Earth that Pepsi got rid of all these submarines. There's right? no there's no way. The only reason I can think that maybe they did is that i have not yet seen a submarine cruising down the hudson painted like a pepsi can <laughs> like if if they did keep one it, unless they had obviously um intentions of taking down coca-cola at any costs which they may, they may or may not this would be their their wiener mobile if the, they would have a 700 foot wiener mobile driving through the streets of america every day dressed painted like a pepsi can i i'd become a pepsi man mhm because you would have to. Yeah, I mean, I'd have no choice. If if Coke ever puts their headquarters onto a body of water, man, they're fucked. Pepsi's gonna mm-hmm. just destroy them. But as yeah, long as I mean, they're as long as they're on land, they're safe. 
I mean, yeah, like, thankfully, our, our nation's greatest cola company is, is landlocked deep in the heart of Atlanta. Surrounded, oh, but again, now I'm in the fucking death zone. If Pepsi ever decides, like, all right, we're going for it, if, and just nukes Atlanta to get rid of Coke, I'm fucked. If Pepsi ever trades Pepsi for, uh, I don't know, like, drones or something. Sorry, I just I found another article, and it's from the BBC that included um, this sentence. Swedish chart toppers, chart toppers ABBA did something similar in the Soviet Union, where they earned royalties in the form of fruit, vegetables, and crude oil, which they then sold on the global market. So now we've so got Ab- fucking ABBA becoming oil barons and, like, grocery, like, suppliers. So ABBA was commodities trading, basically, mm-hmm. to sell, be able to sell records in Russia. Just to, to take over the disco scene. Just every fucking jukebox is playing ABBA nonstop, and they now have millions of barrels of light crude. <laughs> okay. This story is is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Michael, if you had a submarine, what would you do with it? This is so important. Oh, shit. Um, I would just sail the seas, man. Yeah. So if I got 17 submarines, I would I would definitely sell 15 of them. And then yeah, there's too many. I don't need to. I, no, yeah, I need I don't, two. I, I need a backup. Yeah, I need two. I don't need a fleet. Mm-mm. I would. I would, however, use all the money I I got from selling those submarines. Did you ever see the show uh, Sequest when you were a kid? Yes. Okay. I would 100% transform uh, my one of my two remaining submarines into just Sequest, just and and run cool uh, nautical missions nonstop. I'd have a dol- I'd have a dolphin friend. It'd be great. Um, the other one would, of course, become a weapon of war, and I would terrorize the seas. How quickly would you be com- just sunk to the bottom of the ocean by one of the many, many hundreds of, or thousands of American nuclear submarines roaming? I have to assume instantly, right? Yeah, I, and mostly because I would be. Pl- I would. I mean, again. I would not wield that power appropriately whatsoever. I'd be playing chicken. I, I would try to do like, uh, I almost called it the Kessel run. That's, that's from star Wars. Um, in, uh, in hunt for red October, when they're going through like the cool, like little sea chasm, I would just be playing chicken with that mm-hmm, thing. I mm-hmm. would, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't live, live long enough for any American submarine to kill me. I would, I would crash into the, the ocean floor almost instantaneously. Yeah. I don't know if I would trust a, a, a Russian submarine. Yeah, and I'm assuming 89, it's probably an old one if they're selling it off for scrap. Probably like an old diesel submarine. <laughs> I mean, it's just a torpedo full of boys, mm-hmm. and it's not a very well-built torpedo. I mean, honestly, at this point, I think I would just make it a party boat, and just like, I think I would just sit up, sit topside, float it into harbors, just sit in the middle of everything, <laughs> kind of interrupt traffic, read a book, play golf on top set up a beach you know what? I, yeah i would i would set up a bar on top of I it think, and just cruise up i think maybe i just i'd rather i'd rather just keep the destroyer yeah that's fair more nimble i keep the destroyer i scrap out the 17 submarines build it okay, onto my destroyer i keep one destroyer one submarine uh because submarine then or <laughs> destroyer i can land a helicopter on that exactly. boy, bad boy and need that but i do want to do sequests so mm. that's not negotiable gotta do sequests mm-hmm. sorry I'm just, I'm so, I mean, I, Michael, I know you're a space boy. I'm just so curious what's down in that deep, dark ocean. What's they got down there? <laughs> what's, what do you guys do down there? <laughs> down there? I would become a treasure hunter. 
Yeah, again, though, it is an old submarine. You probably only go about 400 feet down. So. <laughs> Better bring probably, a snorkel. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I probably would get pretty into messing up Japanese whaling ships. Mm. Like, just have a good time with that one. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, I think I'd just be a big friend of whales. Ooh, I'd put a fin on it. <laughs> just look like the fucking Meg <laughs> cruising around. I'd be like, hey, Jason Statham, come get it. Oops, torpedo. Mm. Yeah, I again, I would not use this power response. No, whatsoever. definitely not. But I, 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 this does make me wish I had some sort of massive commodity so I could, I too could trade for uh, some sort of warship. You know they have them still. Oh, they 100% do. They couldn't I'm have just possibly their... given them all away for Pepsi. I mean, and I will say, if I ever decide to change companies, change careers, my next job probably will be Pepsi. And... My entire mission is going to be work my way up to the top, almost like, and I assume, almost like when the president gets elected first day, you get that big briefing, you finally understand, like you finally learn what's going on in the world. You find out what's under Area 51, what those aliens are up to. I assume as soon as you take the reins of PepsiCo, like you learn all about the horrible monstrosities that Yum Brands Foods is concocting at KFC, um, and then you get a dossier detailing the full naval power of the Pepsi company. And who knows if they have a space force at this point? I assume yes. Yeah, I. I wonder who's in charge of the navy. Just, was it? Is it the CEO? He has too much stuff to do. Like chief operations <laughs> officer, maybe. I was gonna say Admiral Doctor Pepper, but that's an independent soda <laughs> company. So. <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely the colonel. Colonel Sanders is probably the head of the navy. mm Hmm. Well, his his severed head is in a tank. Uh, they stole it from Area Fifty One, and he's just uh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. he's running the dang thing. It's actually, just George Hamilton as <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael. So that was my crazy story. That was um that broke my brain pretty good today. So uh, what do you got for me? It's crazy to me that the United States mm-hmm. in the eighties, like I remember, yeah. I remember like doing drills for like duck and cover nuclear attack mm-hmm. kind of drills like in the like mid 80s yeah well so <laughs> this is one thing too i don't really remember that i i was i'm a little younger so like i i think i was just doing nap time and listening to raffi uh <laughs> when that was happening but like so <laughs> this bbc article like offhandedly mentions that oh yeah this is just what everyone does to get around iran sanctions <laughs> so we're just so somebody's buying like warships from Iran. Apparently, everyone just barters shit. Like that's just how shit gets done now. Abba comes in and like says, "Hey, here's like humanitarian. Like here's a boatload of pharmaceutical drugs. We're gonna need that oil, though. I guess we're not paying you money for it. Ha! <laughs> gotcha. So you're trying to tell me that that Drake is sitting on like some kind of stockpile of weapons that he's traded into Iran? I almost certainly. Hmm. That makes sense. I mean, although he's Canadian, he probably it's probably much easier to get around stuff up there. I would assume so, but I mean, the guy starts a lot of beef, mm. so gotta back it up somehow. If if it turns out that Drake has it, a, has a submarine, I I might change my opinion on him. Be the only submarine in Canada. <laughs> that was a joke on the Canadian Navy. Dunked on him. Take that, you fucks. <laughs> Take that, Canadian Navy. I don't really have anything to talk about. I just like this headline. Um, 
Delta Airline wants, quote, more detail from man who says he was, quote, sucked through the toilet hole. I, yeah, I read that story and basically it was like one of those like troll a brand on Twitter things where he was like, help Delta, I've been sucked out of a, out of the toilet hole and now I'm hurtling through the air. Somebody please send help. And the response was, we're sorry to hear that. Can you give us some more details on the incident? Okay, fair. Uh, that did actually happen kind of to my company today. Uh, we had a post that uh, was promoting like workwear. It was just a, a pair of boots, but the image just had like one boot in it. And some guy was like, hey, help. I've, I tragically lost my uh, one of my feet in a go-kart accident. I need to know where I can find one boot and one boot only. <laughs> like, All right, fuck off. What was funny, though, was that the article was basically like, yeah, you can't really fault the social media person because Delta's planes apparently are just like falling apart because they're old as shit. So Mm -hmm. they probably were like pride of Atlanta, baby. They probably were like, I mean, anything's possible with Delta planes at this point, I guess. It's like maybe he did get sucked through the toilet hole. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to, you know, just shit all over this guy if he's hurling through the air right now. But add insult to mean, injury. <laughs> Sir, please respond. <laughs> um, what about what them beans, have? though? What beans are what? What? Uh, de- explain yourself. What kind of what? What have beans done now? How do you feel about coffee beans? Love. I love those Sweet little guys. Bean. They make that hot, nasty water that I love hot, so much. Nasty bean juice. Uh, yeah. Company decided that you know what they don't like the beans. They want the coffee. They don't want them nasty beans, though. That's not. That's not how it, you can't. You got. It. You need the beans. You need them nasty beans. They created. They spent four months running tests on green beans, roasted beans, brewed beans, all the types of beans. And they used gas and liquid chromatography to identify over one thousand components in coffee, all the way down to the molecular level. And they claim that they're able to. Make a coffee that is not made from coffee beans, so it does not have the bitterness of the bean. What? Bitterness is fine. That's what that's what wakes me up. It gives me that that pep I need so bad in my. Step. It says it has the natural aroma and the flavor and the caffeine. It has everything except for that little tinge of bitterness that the beans give you. But I love that. Bitter. I do too. But like people, who, some people don't like dark chocolate. So did these? It's like the milk chocolate of coffee. I assume. Did these ding-dongs make, quote, molecular coffee just because they wanted to get rid of the bitterness? Yeah. Surely there's a way they could have done that without investing, I'm going to assume, millions of dollars to get to this level. I mean, they claim that it's more sustainable. You know what? You know what? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Coffee beans are disappearing because of climate change. Rather than investing... (laughs) Millions and millions of dollars, and I assume what's going to be more millions of dollars in marketing beanless coffee. You could have just invested in, I don't know, stopping fucking climate change and investing in coffee farmers in the countries where they work. True, but like they did this in their garage, they claim. So, I mean, it couldn't have been like millions of dollars. It's a Kickstarter project. So, Michael, the thing you don't realize, their garage is on an illicit Soviet submarine (laughs) that they bought from Pepsi in 1989. (laughs) But I can, okay, but I can see the benefit of this because a lot of people, you know, drink coffee, but they put so much cream and sugar in it that it isn't healthy. Like, coffee by itself is fine. It's But that's not because they don't like the bitterness. It's because they like cream and sugar. 
I think it's because I don't like the bitterness, though. Like, if coffee just tasted more like coffee and less, like, bitter, then maybe more people would drink it all natural. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure it's because they just fucking love yeah, sugar. that's a good point. We we love sugar. Yeah. Love that. Love that <laughs> grainy stuff. Um, I know there, I mean... So apparently they call it out here because I know like France has said previously, like you're like they're not allowed to call vegan sausage sausage anymore because sausage is a word that has a meaning. And it. Means oh, yeah. Like Missouri ground up meat, Missouri based. I think it was Missouri said that you can't call um, non meat products like beef or meat or. Right. Which led to Arby's making uh Full meat vegetables, which is the most obvious thing of all time. It's actually really funny. Um, but there's a quote in here that just says, uh, let me see, where is it? Oh, he said, we'll be very clear that our coffee doesn't come from a bean. In fact, we'll be very proud to say that. And there'll be truth in labeling, so we're not deceiving the customer. But because there is no official regulatory definition, we can still call it coffee. So now you're just you're relying on the whims of the FDA, the U.S. government to decide, hey, fuck you. That's a good point. If not. it doesn't come from a coffee bean, is it coffee? It's not coffee. It's just brown stink water. It's basically, yeah, it's like coffee flavored juice. It's hot brown stink water, and that's what you get to call it. You don't get to call it <laughs> fucking coffee. If it doesn't come from a coffee bean, it's just hot brown nasty juice. Why are we not in charge of the FDA and what you're allowed to call things? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's nasty hot, water. Brown nasty water. Yeah, sorry. That's that's hot diarrhea. That's all you. That's what you get to call that. How how long do you think it is before there is a hipster coffee house that only serves beanless coffee? I'm sure it already fucking exists. And I'm trying to think of what it would be called. <laughs> <laughs> the beans list. <laughs> like beans list? What's beans? Beans. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like beanless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you get it? I get it. I get it. I'm sure it would be something around molecule. And like, by the way, fuck that molecular coffee. Go, go, uh, molecular. go shove a million beans directly up your butt. <laughs> That's how you get Kopi Luwak coffee. So, <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand. Like, you know what? Cool. I'm glad you made this cool thing. Don't call it coffee. You have you have infinite opportunity to name it like, I don't know, like Soylent at least. Name their their not people product, you know, after the famous people food. Sure, um, but Which like, still have, doesn't make any sense to me. Not at all. But you have infinite opportunity to name uh, this cool thing you made, and all you can do is, well, people like coffee, and mine is a shittier, uh, like knockoff of that. I'm just gonna call it coffee. Like, no, you don't fucking get to. Do I mean, that. I'm gonna Sorry. try it if I see it. I'm gonna try it. I mean, they claim so. I they tried the Impossible Burger, and that was great. I love, I love that thing, but I won't try this. I refuse. So they, uh, they did a taste test apparently uh, at UW, where seventy mm-hmm. percent of the UW students preferred Atomo, which is the name of the company that is making this beanless coffee. Of course, it had, college kids don't know shit about anything. Your taste buds <laughs> haven't finalized. They haven't grown up all the way. Y- you can't fully enjoy the taste of coffee until you literally are unable to wake up without it. That's when you're just like, mm, love this shit because you need to. You don't have another choice. So I did read something that said that like when we're younger, our taste. And also, hold on real quick. Yeah. Sorry. The picture I see in this in this UW video, 
it's Atomo and Starbucks, which is famously overroasted burnt shit coffee. So, Jacques, I if yeah, from the if beginning. you don't get the blonde roast, Starbucks plain coffee is bad. <laughs> those beans are bad. I, those I don't want those. Are, beans. <laughs> those beans bad. are bad. Take those beans away. But I was reading something that said that like the reason that our palates expand when we're when we get older is actually because our our taste becomes dampened. Like we we don't taste things as strongly. And so like when we're younger, we find something that we like and anything that doesn't taste like what we like is like so it's it's so much different. Oh, great. So to an old person. So it kind of looks similar to like only people under 30 can hear this sound. Exactly. <laughs> and so like I, I get it. We're like young people. The bitterness is probably like super strong for them. Yeah, that's why man, you, those... that's why old people like like coffee, beer and bourbon. That's true. You got those strong young buds that just they yeah, get overwhelmed see? with their the flavor sensation. Well, okay, that begs the question: What will this this shit taste like to my nasty old old man taste buds? You probably won't be able to tell the difference. What is this hot brown piss piss water going to taste like? <laughs> it's just going to be hot water at that point. If there's no bitterness to it, it's just hot water, hot gross brown water. It's probably going to taste very similar to. When you get an iced coffee and you forget about it for a while and it warms up to almost room temperature, but it's still very watered down mm. and you go to taste it and you're like, why did I do that? I knew this was going to be terrible. Right. That's what it's going to taste like. Yeah. And sign me up for that <laughs> flavor all the time. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Just mm, yummy, yummy. <laughs> I just like the the things that people choose to spend their time on. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just I want to know who decided just like, you know, fuck coffee. I can do it better. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like I get it. I get interested in, in things for like a week and then it's gone. And I haven't found anything literally other than this podcast to hold my interest for longer than a couple months max. And then even then, if I have to put in too much work, I'm like, nah, though. So, like, I can't even imagine being like, I want to make beanless coffee so bad that I'm going to spend four months doing nothing but making beanless coffee. I mean, here's the thing. So apparently in Seattle, so which even more egregious, you're just in the land of coffee roasters. Uh, like anyone can make money selling coffee, actual coffee, <laughs> and you choose to do this. Um, and then just entrepreneurs. So I just assumed this was a man with limited, unlimited money uh, who just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll make. The thing that it gets me here. When you said like they were running green beans, roasted beans, and brewed coffee through gas and liquid, like the hubris of going to just the nasty old green bean and being like, I bet I can make brown stink water from you. <laughs> bet I'll, I'll do it better than God's sweet gift, God's bitter gift to man, the coffee bean. You you do know that I meant like green coffee beans and not like actual nope. green beans, right? Hey, li- listen, I'm reading this literally. It says green beans. <laughs> no, that's what before I know, you wrote. I know. Actually, uh, <laughs> we went to a coffee farm when we were in Costa Rica. And like when you pull the coffee bean off of the um, the plant, it actually has like a little fruit attached to it, which okay, is very interesting. interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, it's just it's it's weird to me because like, yeah, coffee's bitter, I guess, but. It's like saying, like, I'm going to make bourbon, but, like, I'm going to make it not taste like I'm like, I'm going to take away the like the the bite of the bourbon. I'm just gonna, like the one distinctive thing about this. It's like 
what else does coffee have going for it if not bitterness? And also, if does it have any caffeine in it? That feels so important to me. <laughs> I mean, it. Ew. I guess they just removed like the molecules that make it bitter. Is that it? That's a good. I mean, caffeine is something that's easily easily added. So maybe they have to add it back. They add it in. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't say what their what their caffeine content is. And like literally, that's. I mean, I deal with the bitterness because it's got. I mean, if this stuff is like, you know, just an Adderall in a cup, then sure, okay. I'll, I'll drink your your not bitter shit water. Do Do you remember uh, Water Joe? Absolutely not. What is that? Oh man! So <laughs> back in the day, in like the late nineties, it was like the fucking wild west for terrible drinks. Right? We we got we got things like Smirnoff Ice came out of mm. the late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, Orbits, which was yeah. like a kind of like a soda sweet beverage, which had these little candy Boba bubble bubbles in things it. sitting yeah. in it. And then Zima. Water Joe, which was, no joke, caffeinated water. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we got one right. We got Surge. Did Surge. One, right. one time at a um, a lock-in for my youth group. Yep. Church lock-in, of course. I think either 8th or ninth grade, uh, I drank an entire 12-pack of Surge. My mom picked me up in the morning, and I basically had the equivalent of like a a really bad hangover yeah yeah it's uh i don't think i've drank surge since i mean i don't really know where or why you would but yeah uh i i get you i've been there do you remember when we saw zima in japan yes that was the only place in the entire world zima is still produced yeah it's still bad too i mean i didn't try it but i just remember seeing crates and crates of this shit (laughs) so much zima i thought i thought they went out of business I mean, they they did everywhere else except Japan, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so this is basically like Water Joe flavored with shitty instant coffee. Yeah, except not even that. It's just hot, it's just hot, nasty water with no bitterness. It's just brown. It's brown water Joe. There you go. <laughs> and I I do like the whole. It's just like just because the government doesn't say we're not allowed to, we can call it coffee. Yeah, you know what? God has rules against that, though. Hey, there's no rule that says that a dog can't be coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they do say, okay, you know, if the land suitable for growing coffee is expected to shrink by 50% worldwide in the next three decades. Again, invest in fighting climate change, you fuckos. I mean, to be fair, we're we're really hamstrung right now on that. Can we also talk about, for global warming, how fucking annoying as hell it is that all these things come out and they're like, oh, these are the little things that you can do, one person can do to, like, curb global warming. And you're like, hey, fuckhead, how about you stop, you stop spending money on commercials to tell me that I should turn off my lights for five fucking minutes and maybe go after the... 30 million companies out there that are polluting the shit out of the earth a billion times for every one fucking minute of lights my that I have on. Yeah, I have literally no power to affect anything. That's just... Uh, so apparently Andy Kleitsch is worth at least $500,000, which... That's not much. Not a ton. Yeah, nothing. I mean, 
That's enough. He's not going to fight yeah. global, global warming. He also drives a 2006 Toyota Sienna and a 2000 uh, Lexus RX 300. Apparently, this website, mylife.com, knows literally everything about everyone, and I'm fucking terrified. So he's, he's a frugal man. <laughs> yeah. Wait, mylife.com? Yeah. So apparently, he only makes prudent investments like hot stink water without the bitterness, which... I mean, and if that's the case, if this is what got this guy to spend his hard-earned 500k, all right. Let's see what you, uh... My name is on here. <laughs> I found yeah, myself. Wait, yeah. I... What is happening? I'm trying to find you. I just searched my email address and it came up with my name and Rachel's name. That's... Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's search mine. I, I'm wondering what they, uh... Oh, it says I'm 34. Fuck that. Are you not 34? It also says... No, I'm 33. It also says... It lists... Uh, well, you're not. My dad's name as an alias. Are you 33? Or you're, you're younger than Rachel? I thought you were the same age as Rachel. How old am I? I'll be 34 in November. Huh. You were born in 85 then? Yeah. Oh. You're a year younger than Rachel. I thought you were the same it age. It also... Yeah. It also lists my dad's name as an alias of mine, which yeah. is like super cool because uh, credit... Credit companies also think that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this okay. I, I feel like I've inadvertently given my life away because I just clicked on this is me. View my report, and now oh god, <laughs> I didn't click on the this is me. It's loading all sorts of background report things right now, and I am <laughs> oh oh boy. It says my it reputation search- score is only a two and a half out of five. Oh, I was uh, 3.75 out of 5. Feels pretty good. Yeah, my... Oh, it found my Flickr account. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, you know, I I have a bad reputation, apparently. I mean, I could have told you that. It's probably my dad's fault, because he's the same name I mean, as me. again, mine, again, my... If if important people with all the information in the world think I am my dad, um, I've, I've got some... Got some dark days. For apparently, four sites are potentially selling my info. Cool, cool, identify cool, 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 cool. Identify yourself. Cool, 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 cool. You know, you forget really how online we all, we are. all are. I mean, if any, if any, if there's any reason to storm Area 51, it's so I can delete the files found about me because I'm sure they are kept there. You're just gonna end up recreating them very quickly when you go back online to do anything. This time I'll do it different <laughs> when I log into Facebook and share all my information. This time, I'm going to get rid of Facebook, erase myself, and then not use Facebook again until the next time. And then time. immediately buy something from Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking scab. Michael, did you cross that picket line? I did not. Nice. I did not. Literally one of the funniest things this whole week, so this we're recording this on the last day of, or last Prime Day, um, was a lot of, a lot of, like, publishers I follow, like, all of Vox.com's outlets um, that are, like, pretty progressive and would always like talk you know like you know like just unionized half of them uh all of them and a lot of tech sites shared like a f- articles with affiliate links to prime just like these are the best prime deals check them out and like all the comments on facebook twitter were just like fuck it you fucking scabs <laughs> it's like i know you guys are probably contractually obligated to make this post but it's a bad look <laughs> this is why i love shay serrano writer for the ringer and author of mm-hmm. a couple books. Um, so for both days today, he has picked a different independent bookstore and he has told people to go there and buy either his book or literally any book. 
and he basically was like, hey, this independent bookstore, what's your record for the most amount of online sales in a day? And they're like, we're not really sure, but it's probably not more than 100. And so like within two hours, like 280 people had bought books online from this small independent bookstore. That's awesome. I like Shane And he was basically like, fuck Amazon. (laughs) Speaking of killing and eating the rich. I'm still trying to figure out uh, what's happening in my report here. Oh, you're just still loading? It's still loading. I have a lot of stuff in my report, Kush. I got scared after it loaded for five straight minutes and didn't give me an answer. I'm like, it's probably okay. going to be like, oh, it's finally ready. Here is um, here. You have to pay a million dollars or something. I just I worry that I did not read some critical fine print that clicking the yeah, this is me gave them full permission to just scrape my computer and <laughs> upload all my information. Oh, yeah. See, sign in to see Michael Howard's complete background report. Yeah. No, thank you. Actually. Mm. <laughs> Michael, I'm still very upset by that. My reputation score is only two and a half out of five. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty shitty. Yeah, I mean, even with my dad dragging me down, I was a three point seven five. That's can you only get multiples of point two five? That's that's upsetting. It's laziness. It's a bad ranking mm-hmm. system. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, Michael, I think it's time to block the rest of this episode. Uh, it's been lovely talking to you, buddy. Um, everyone, if you like this Rachel's episode, Rachel's a three point eight. God damn it! What the fuck, man? I mean, she is just, like, obviously better. Yeah, than I mean, like, a hundred times better than me, but still. I mean, not even not even double you, bud. Unless it's a logger. Unless it's, like, the Richter scale. <laughs> <laughs> then, then maybe multiple, multiple mm-hmm. thousands of mm-hmm. times. Um, everyone, if you like this show, you can find out more, out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. You can also find out more information there about our sister show, uh, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of the hit show 24. We uh, finally released another episode of that one because uh, Curtis remembered to hit record, and we got that out the door. That was hour six of season three. Uh, we are going to get right back in the saddle for that one and keep going um so if you like the show even if you've never seen 24 you will almost certainly like that one because um it's just us being stupid and mostly not even talking about 24 at this point um so uh michael how else can people help us out you can help us out by finding us on your podcast app by searching for trends in low places and when you do please hit that subscribe button and um you know give us a little rating maybe fill out a review and tell people how much you like us and how much you enjoy listening to us. Um, you can also find us on all of the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at TILPcast. And, you know, when you do, please follow us, uh, be our friend, and please share our posts when we have, especially when we have a new episode. Um, you know, and if you want to get in contact with us, the best place to do that is Twitter. Uh, if you want to use social media or by searching or by uh, emailing us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Uh, if you have something you'd like us to read on the air, a shout out you'd like to do, somebody you'd want to make fun of, uh, pretty much anything, we'll read it. Um, we just like to hear from you guys. So, Did you know we have 23 five-star ratings, bud? Perfect five-star. Perfect five-star review. Thank we have not had We have not had any... Reviews since uh, October 30th, 2018. So, like, we would love to get more of those, but... I mean, to be fair, we've um, had, like, six episodes since then, so... That's fair. (laughs) But, yes, please. Uh, You know, if you started listening to us since October 2018, give us a review and a rating. You know, bump those those 23 up to, you know, 
30. Go ahead and do maybe. it. Go ahead and do it. That'd be that'd be super duper. Uh, also, um, we would love to hear from you. If you would like to shoot us a message, we can be reached at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from everybody. Uh, we read those whenever they come in because um, we see them and we don't see Facebook messages. So we sorry again not. if you've reached out to us on Facebook because... Facebook doesn't tell you when you get messages, <laughs> which is cool. Um, so, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in the Places. Uh, any final thoughts for me? Yeah, I don't got anything. All right, cool. Well, Michael, I think it's gonna do. that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in the Places. Um, I will see you at Area 51, my bud. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Cuckoo!